0: Welcome to the history of the Batman with London, brought to you by Meltdown Comics and Collectibles in Hollywood, California. This is where we relive the defining moments of one of the most iconic figures in comic art and literature, the Batman. My name is Adam Silverstein, and as always, I am joined by London. From the shadows, we have the mysterious Shadow Adam. He may be making an appearance, he may not. We never know. History of the Batman with London is produced and engineered by Mason Booker. London, how are
1: you? I'm doing good. How about you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'm good. I'm good. I know you're doing well. You just got something pretty cool here at Meltdown Comics, I didn't did. you?
1: <laughs> I did. Um, DC is actually coming out with really cool series of coloring books. Mm-hmm. So they're adult coloring books, which is great. I haven't colored (laughs) in a while and they just put out a Batman Mad Love coloring book which collects Paul Dini and Bruce Timm's 1994 one-shot Batman Adventures Mad Love which is Harley Quinn's origin story and it was also turned into the animated series episode Mad Love and it also includes other Batman Adventures comic stories and you get to color this story which is great I think if any, if you're a Joker fan, especially a Harley Quinn fan, it you should definitely pick it up. And, yeah, I got it right here at Meltdown. And wow.
0: Yeah, so. so that's a new thing, <laughs> the adult coloring book. It
1: is. It is relatively new. It's not even a year old yet, I would guess. But different publishing companies are doing it, and DC has put out a few different books. They did Batman Hush for all the Jim Lee fans out there who want to be a part of Jim Lee's legacy with Batman you get to color his his drawings which is amazing so. have
0: you seen any other DC characters or just been Batman once
1: um I haven't seen any other characters that's not saying that there aren't any out there but I know that in some of the books you get other characters right but but I, it's but it's it's Batman, rel- it's Batman heavy yeah wow. so which is interesting yeah <laughs> So, yeah, you should definitely pick those up. It's really fun.
0: Right. Especially
1: so, for people like me who aren't as uh, artistic. <laughs> and I know I know tons of artists who are colorists and inkers and do pencils and everything. But if you're just the average uh, artist like myself, coloring these amazing Batman stories would be really fun, especially if you're a fan.
0: Wow. So. <laughs> and you can get that here at Meltdown Comics. Yeah. <laughs> what else can you do at Meltdown Comics? Well, you could go to the school, Meltdown You at Meltdown Comics, and that's where they teach you the skills to make comic books. Some of the current classes include creating comics, drawing comics for kids, and the art of inking. So go check out MeltComics.com, click on the Melt University link, and get hooked up. London, we are here to talk Batman, Superman, aren't we?
1: Yes, because this week... Is Batman vs. Superman week? Oh the boy. movie comes Can out. Can you this contain yourself? No, I can't. <laughs> I've been asked by people to even do a separate episode talking about the movie, but I don't know if I'm going to do that in the future, almost a review of sorts. Right. They want to do a mini podcast of me talking about it, and I don't know if I'm going to do that because. Why? I don't know. I wouldn't do a spoiler filled review. But I and I would like to give my two cents, especially when I've seen the movie twice, three times, right. perhaps. But so well, we might do maybe something. We should like do that. it
0: then, uh, like a month or so after. Right,
1: give people time to see it. Yeah. Right, right, <laughs> well,
0: I think so, and give you time to really digest it, because right. I'm sure you probably go through a process. Like your first time is just pure excitement. Yes. Your second time, you're kind of analyzing, and your third time maybe you're back to just enjoying it again i don't know
1: yeah it it depends but usually the first time it's it's so overwhelming that i i just watch it and enjoy it and then i'll go back into it with fresh eyes and say okay i'm looking for this and this and that and maybe i'll pick up more easter eggs and, and things have like
0: you ever that. seen a batman movie twice in the theaters in a row
1: in a row like uh,
0: maybe check the five o'clock and then stay mm-hmm. for the 7 30
1: i don't know if i have i know i've done like i've gone to the theater and i i saw it once in the next day i have i know i okay. probably did that for um for the dark knight rises when that came out i mean that weekend we saw it that thursday night and then that friday and then that saturday oh boy. <laughs> so i've done that but i don't know if all in the same day right right
0: because <laughs> i once did the marvel movie marathon
1: oh yeah how that was that <laughs> They're they're doing that for like Civil War. Are they're they? They're doing a Captain America marathon at El Capitan, and they're doing five movies, it wow. all in a row, and then the last one's gonna be Civil War. Yeah. So that could be cool. <laughs> that could be. But
0: it takes up the whole entire right. day. And I mean, <laughs> it's a marathon. It's no joke. It deal. is. I did it at I think it was Century City, mm-hmm. and it was when the first Avengers movie came out. Okay. And so I watched all. I mean, I think I went through the... I can't remember if it started late night. It was just the longest day. (laughs) And I actually fell asleep during one of them, and I felt bad (laughs) that I didn't pay attention. But, I mean, it went from Iron Man to the Hulk to Captain America to Thor. it, It just got crazy
1: and I and I don't know if I would do that because I want all the energy for the new movie right I mean not to be mean, but I've seen all of these before right, right, and right. I know they did that for Star Wars too when episode seven came out and they did all the first six.
0: Oh, did they yeah I missed that
1: so so that you have to be pretty dedicated to do those. I
0: mar- think so. All right. Well, let's get into Batman, Superman. Right. So where are we? This is part um, three.
1: Right. This is part three, and if you ha if you didn't listen to the first two, part one, we talked about World's Finest and Batman and Superman in the nineteen forties all the way to nineteen seventies, and we focused on stories in the World's Finest comics publication. And part two, we went into post-crisis, which was the mid-1980s, and we saw a shift into the Batman-Superman dynamic and their relationship with stories like Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns and other stories up until 2002's Dark Knight Strikes Again, which was the sequel. And today, since this is Batman vs. Superman week and we're just a few days away, we're going to end our Part We're going to end our session with part three and we're going to talk about highlighted stories from mid 2000s up until where we are now and the relationship between Batman and Superman it still is the same kind of. There's distrust there, but then again, they both are friends and they both have been on the Justice League and worked with other members and they have this dynamic where they trust each other and yet when they have to fight, it is a purpose of you have to. They never just start to fight one another, which I think going into seeing the movie this weekend, you have to remember that. If Batman and Superman are fighting, there is a particular reason. They're not just doing it just because. I'm sure Batman or Bruce Wayne has his reasons and then Superman has his. And and we'll talk about this towards the end of the episode, but there will be a few things you should look for in when you're getting excited and getting ready to see them fight. But one of the things that everyone is excited about, I know this is a Batman-Superman heavy episode, but... Wonder Woman is making an appearance in the film, and that's Gal Gadot, and they they form the Trinity. And that concept, even though it's kind of familiar now, and we've seen Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman in comics before, and they fight as a trio, that actually didn't happen until 2003. Uh, Matt Wagner, who wrote this arc and illustrated it, he did Batman Superman, Wonder Woman, Trinity. And that was Mm. the first time that concept of these three heroes together as Trinity. Really? That was the first time? Yes, that was the first time. Even though they fought in different stories, Justice League, this was the first time. It was kind of an unofficial opening of that term. so I
0: wonder if that was just to try to bring in the female audience because... That actually put Wonder Woman on the same level as Batman yes, and Superman. Yes, definitely.
1: And even though Wonder Woman comics were popular, especially late '90s, and she had a really and she still has a really good run. Definitely, with these two characters, how popular they are. Because even at this time in the early 2000s, Batman and Superman were of course, the two most popular best-selling heroes for that DC had. Even with all of the other characters, sales-wise, they were just popular. And I think that still remains even today. Batman and Superman are the two top DC heroes. So when Wagner put out the story, it was a three-issue arc. And I personally am a fan of Matt Wagner. He's done a lot of great uh, Batman arcs. And a few years later, like two thousand six, he does Batman, the Mad Monk, and and different stories. He did um, covers for Under the Red Hood, which brought back Jason Todd as the Red Hood. So he's done a lot of really great Batman stories. But this is the first meeting. It's a it's a retelling, actually, of Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman all meeting, um, and they have to go up against. Raish al Ghul and his Mason <laughs> and his scheme for pretty much world domination. But the story sets up this relationship that the three of them have. And Wonder Woman and Batman meet. Uh, Superman introduces them and they have a bad start. Wonder Woman thinks that the way that Batman interrogates, bad guys and criminals and just kind of his his way is very brutal, which kind of puts into light what we've talked about in these episodes before, that Batman and Superman, their ideologies and their morality and kind of where they stand with certain subjects, it differs. And that's why they just are different individuals and wonder woman coming into the mix. She kind of feels the same way. She doesn't really like the way that Batman fights or how he describes or does his version of justice. So they clash, but in the end they all have to come together and they all basically know that, okay, we're going to come together and fight for good again. So that was the first establishment of Trinity and then you see the Trinity and other stories. But in the same year, in 2003, a new publication came out, and this was considered the modern version of World's Finest Comics because mm. World's Finest, the first volume, ended in the late 80s, and then, which was just Batman, Superman stories that we talked about before. But the publication <coughs> Superman Batman happened.
0: This is one that had Ed McGuinness as the yes, artist. Yes, yes,
1: very it, awesome. Right, yeah. A lot of really great uh, creators were a part of this. It ran for almost ninety issues. It was from two thousand three to two thousand eleven. Right before the New Fifty Two started, the whole DC yeah. reboot. So that
0: brought me into it actually. Mm-hmm. Just the creative team and yes. how tight everything looked. I mm-hmm. mean, it was a. Uh, It's quite a, quite a intro to Batman Superman.
1: Yes, it was. And Jeff Loeb, he started the first several books and I'm a huge Jeff Loeb fan. And yeah, there are a lot of different artists and those, those stories were interesting. Usually the stories were about (laughs) five issues long, sometimes they were shorter, um, but that each story showcased Superman and Batman, and kind of really highlighted the differences that we've discussed before, and yet they still had issues. They had to come together and work together. Even the first arc in Superman Batman, which was in which was two thousand three to two thousand four, it's Public Enemies, and that was actually made into an animated movie. Um, I think a lot of people, the if you look at superman batman public enemies and in this story which was a jeff Loeb and which is jeff, jeff Loeb's story uh lex Luthor declares as well he's president in this timeline that he declares that superman and batman are public enemies and so that sends out different villains and different heroes to try to get superman and batman and so they have to work together not just to stop that but then lex rises up and then he fights them with his own built armor that has kryptonite and venom and just all this crazy stuff mm. which i always like a really super powered lex yeah i i am always a fan of that so i like to see lex especially with the green and purple suit that's like my favorite i mean i have like little action figure that has the suit and everything right. so i'm a secret lex fan i mean i'm all batman but lex luther is one of my favorite Character. yeah well
0: it's okay yeah. to <laughs> like the bad guy every
1: once in a while so and and this is a store a great story to read just because in batman versus superman Lex that there's a really it's a he's a big character mm-hmm. and we can already tell from the trailers and other comics that we'll we'll get to that he's going to be a huge part of why superman and batman are actually fighting each other right. he's
0: was this the first time that Lex became a Batman villain, so to speak, this Superman vs. Batman series that you're talking about?
1: It's the first time that it's more directed to him because even when, if you go back to no man's land like batman late 90s and lex was trying to rebuild gotham and it was kind of in a shady way it he was kind of involved in Mm. the batman universe but not as direct as going right after batman and then superman's there too so this is one of the first arcs that we see that he batman versus lex even though that's you can kind of see it in other stories like even if you look at the world's finest cartoon in the, the mid 90s as well that Lex and Joker are kind of working together so then Batman and Superman have to come together so I think in in regards to Lex being a powerful businessman and so is Bruce Wayne with Wayne Enterprises they have crossed paths a lot but maybe not in the sense of Lex versus Batman so this right. is a great story I think one of the first early stories yeah. that we see that so Yeah, the Superman-Batman publication starts off with that. And even throughout the the 2000s, this book has been really good in terms of looking at Superman and Batman. And another story that we also see Wonder Woman in, too, it's uh, the girl from Krypton. And that is, let's see, I think that's issues like eight. It's like right after public enemies is eight through 13 and michael turner does the art on this and michael turner was an amazing artist and wonder woman is in this story as well it's when um superman's cousin comes and batman automatically doesn't trust her but then wonder woman takes her in because she's so powerful and so she trains her on the mascara and they have to join together because dark side rises up and this was actually a movie too this was a superman batman apocalypse so that's an animated movie so i'm sure if this sounds familiar if you've seen the movies this is what the book is based off of so i always recommend if you can read the books that you see the movies too like that's i think the books really sh- especially since you can't see everything in the movie mm-hmm. just like with um for instance, a uh, Flashpoint. Like that's a great animated movie, and that's one of the high that's highly regarded. But I think that they could have showed much more of Martha Wayne in that universe. That it was that she became Joker, and we only saw a glimpse of that. So I always recommend you read the books if you see the movie, especially if you really like the movie. But um, but yeah, there's a, this is another story where we see Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman in a Trinity style fight. They have to come together and. The idea of this is relatively new and even in other books there's just one solo trinity publication that was a limited series that came out around 2004 and if you want to look at stories that deal with the trinity especially since we're going to see the trinity in the movie which i think is most exciting those are the ones to. do you look have at.
0: a idea on when <clears throat> wonder woman comes in on that
1: I think we will see Diana Prince early on in the film, but Wonder Woman, I think we're going to I think it's going to be towards the end. I mean, I don't know exactly cuz I didn't make the movie and I haven't seen it right, yet. Right, right, right.
0: I'm just asking for your prediction. <sighs> no, You're my like prediction. a meteorologist here <laughs> making
1: Right. i mean if i had to predict about the fight the bat batman and superman fighting i think that fight might last for about 15 minutes out of the whole movie i don't think it's going to be an hour long i don't think it's going to take up the entire thing and i think that's what people are hoping for i think they're going to They think they want to come in the movie and they just start fighting for two hours and then the rest of the movie happens. But I don't think the fight's going to be long. And I think they're going to fight and then they'll come together and then Wonder Woman will come out, especially when the large threat, which is supposed to be Darkseid, comes. So I think it'll be towards the end. I think they'll all help and she'll have screen time as Wonder Woman a little bit. And somewhere towards the end, the other... Justice League cameos that are supposed to happen will come for the last five minutes or so. That's supposed to be Aquaman and I think Morgan Flash, but I think even if it's just a small period or a small look at these heroes, the fact that they're introducing this movie is really important. I mean, it's not just the first time we'll see Batman and Superman live-action cinema. It's also Wonder Woman, too, because we haven't seen these three characters together like this, even in Justice League Unlimited it's kind of hinted that they're the three strongest characters they're in the forefront visually and in fights and things like that but they're not really regarded as the trinity I think this is the first time we'll see it so it's it's good to read different Batman Superman Wonder Woman stories you can always read solo Wonder Woman stories if you want to get a feel for her, especially the new 52 I think they did a really good job with Wonder Woman so far
0: Do you but- know if the um If DC's planning any issues, any comics to kind of help support the movie?
1: Yes, actually, um, they have done prequel comics, they've done about five, and it's through, it it was through the promotion for Dr. Pepper, if you bought like, Mm. Which I'm not a fan of Dr. Pepper. No, so really. I was like, uh, I never like the taste. That's just me. I like it. You could have got it from me. and then you bought your uh, got the comics. It got I had the to com- give them to you. <laughs> but if you buy the the cans, or you get a code, and if you scan it, you get the comics. Oh, so yeah. So you ha- so you kind of have to buy it. But of course, you the
0: bought one can of Dr. Pepper. and <laughs> give it to someone.
1: I could have. That is true. I don't know who some likes
0: Batman it. fan you are. <laughs>
1: But I did read the comics because, of course, the Internet being the Internet, all the comics are online and they're accessible to fans like me who don't like Dr. Pepper and want to read the comics. And so there are five different prequel comics and each revolve around a different character. So there's it's one of them isn't Wonder Woman, but we do have a Batman short comic and we have a Superman comic. And. They both showcase kind of where these characters, these heroes are within this universe. The Superman one shows that he still helps the city and he still has kind of like this hero vibe with him. And he has like this huge statue built of him, which you see resurrected in different trailers and and different stills. But then there's this sort of worry that, well, he did, he destroyed the city when when fighting General Zod and so there it's kind of a torn between he is a hero, but then he's so destructive and he's so powerful and we can't trust him. So there's that kind of balance that he has to deal with. And then we have Batman and, and I like the way that he's portrayed in this because it's more, um, kind of the urban legend type thing that we see Like you've seen in other stories, like in certain legends of the dark night stories, you have kids or different people's talking about how they see Batman or what he was before, what he is now kind of, like I said, in an urban legend sense. And in here, they're saying that Batman, he was a really tough crime fighter, really dark. And even now he's better than ever. And, it's interesting to say that because he's older now, kind of reminiscent of Frank Miller's Batman being older. But then he comes and fights the bad guy in this prequel. And so you kind of see that kind of darkness that even Ben in the trailers, Ben Affleck as Batman shows. So the prequels, I do recommend you read them. It doesn't really give away anything in the movie. I don't think there's any spoiler in it. Well,
0: hopefully it just supports it.
1: Right, it supports it definitely. And then there's a Lex comic and that kind of shows him dealing with general zod's remains and kind of dealing with kryptonite and so you know that there's going to be some mixture of that in the movie and i'm sure that's how if he has kryptonite and then he realizes what it does and of course that'll be introduced into the universe because we didn't see kryptonite in man of steel which is where this superman was introduced so lex and kryptonite which is very common in the comics i mean even in um, lex luther man of steel which was a three issue arc um that's another it, that's another story where um, batman and superman fight and it's a really good story it's brian azzarello and uh lee Bermijo who who were a really great creative team? They did Joker, which came out in two thousand eight, right after The Dark Knight. They did that one shot. By the way, I
0: just read something that they did. They did the Rorschach. Rorschach um, oh, yeah. Before the Watchmen. Oh, four part series. How was that? It was awesome. Really? I mean, Bermigio, is that his, yeah. how you pronounce his last name? I mean, his art is off it the is. charts. It is. It's amazing. It's like it's like uh, looking at a movie, a still it life. It's unbelievable. I yes. absolutely loved it.
1: Yeah, there's so much movement in his work. Yeah. Oh, I have to read that because I love anything he does. And it was Brian
0: Azzarello too. Yeah. So it was both of them. I mean, there was a scene in there where Rorschach, Rorschach, is it Rorschach? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) He puts glass in, he breaks a piece of glass, puts it in the guy's mouth who Mm -hmm. he's torturing basically and then punches him in the mouth. Wow. On the cheek, and the guy's got glass. I mean, the way that they he drew it, I felt the glass in my mouth. It was like <laughs> unbelievable. Wow. So yeah, that's something you no. might want to check out.
1: No, I definitely will. I them they're, the cre- they're them as a creative team. They're and fantastic. so what did
0: they do with Batman? You said oh well, what was their? their... They
1: did Joker. It's called Joker. Oh right, yeah. Okay, oh, that, that one. Yeah, that came out right after. The movie, The Dark Knight, because mm-hmm. that Joker was kind of visually based off of Heath Ledger's Joker. That had a great cover, too, right? <laughs> yes, okay. yes. The face, just mm-hmm. the face. Right. right, it's the face. Yep, Got that's it. the book, yeah. And so they did that, and and yeah, I'm a huge fan of Libra Mijo. He did uh, Batman Noel, that one shot, which is fantastic. But um, So they did uh, Lex Luthor, Man of Steel, and Lex, and like I said, Lex and bruce kind of coming together in a way lex gives him kryptonite and so and he convinces him that he can't trust superman that superman is plotting to take over and so bruce says batman attacks superman but in this case superman is shown to be his all-powerful self and he literally with he literally blows out the kryptonite out of Batman's hand and pummels Batman. So Batman doesn't really win this fight. Superman wins. But all of these elements with Lex and with kryptonite, you know that coming together, this is all all of these little pieces we see in these different comics over the years. They'll all come in this movie somehow. We don't know how. We haven't seen it. But there will be kryptonite involved. Lex will be involved. Kryptonian technology will be involved, as we've seen in the prequel comics, and all of these things will, I'm sure, turn into an amazing movie. Um, but yeah, in the 2000s, Superman, Batman, that publication and went on for several stories. And then another one that's really great is the is uh, the search for kryptonite. And they go all around the world looking for different types of kryptonite. And people who love to to think that Batman always carries Kryptonite this is a really great story for you to check out especially in the end when we find that Batman has this small collection in a far off place in his back cave that has different colored kryptonite, he has red and blue and white and green, and he kind of says just in case so it's this it's reminiscent of that action comic story mentioned in the part two episode where Superman gives Batman a piece of kryptonite saying, "You are the only one I can trust with my weakness and Batman still takes this kind of to the next level with all the different versions of kryptonite but it's still he trusts superman and but he knows his power he knows what he can do and what he's capable of and being the hero and person that batman is he is always careful and i'm sure people can relate to this with reading stories like uh jla tower of babel where Raza Gul uses, or Ray Ghoul, excuse me, uses. Mason. Uh, <laughs> I know Mason's gonna give me a dirty look if I don't say it, right? <laughs> but when he has all of these plans to take out the Justice League, it's because of Batman's itinerary of all of the Justice League's weaknesses. So it would make sense that he has one for Superman as well. Um, and that is just going even into. The New Fifty Two. Now there have been different stories. I mean, the Batman Superman publication began. So Superman Batman ended August two thousand eleven, I believe, and then the next month, New Fifty Two Initiative began, and then a new book started, and it started from number one. And it's Batman Superman, and Jay Lee does the art on that, and it's incredible. He's a great artist yeah, as well, definitely, and so
0: different <laughs> from Ed McGinnis. You know, yes. he's more. He's obviously uh, moody. artist, whereas Ed McGuinness is a superhero, big muscle, Mm -hmm. you know, artist. Yeah, uh, like
1: the texture of both of those, it's different, but.
0: But still so good and so neat that you can uh, depict Superman and Batman Mm -hmm. so differently, but yet have great stories. Right. Which again goes to show how adaptable those characters have been over the years.
1: Right. And yeah, if you go and if starting from 2011 to now, there are several stories where Batman, and Superman have, I mean, they have a book together. And then even in Justice League, in the first story of Origins, when that restarted, and that was a Jeff Johns and Jim Lee were on that book and Superman and Batman meet again. And I'm sure if you've seen Justice League War, which we talked to Heath Corson about in our episode right. and he did the screenplay. This book, Just of the Origins, the first arc in the New 52, Superman and Batman meet and automatically Superman who is... All powerful, he approaches Batman, who is using all of his tricks in his utility belt and all of his everything, but it still can't really outmatch Superman's just natural power, his ability. He uses smoke pellets and batarangs and everything, but so they clash automatically, and even Green Lantern comes in, and they all clash. But of course, in the end, they come together as a Justice League, and and they fight. But um, for that story and. Even in the current Batman stories like Batman Endgame, which happened about maybe ten issues back now. and Batman has to fight Superman, but he also fights the entire Justice League because they're under this control by Joker. So it's a whole thing. But this, but still, even in the new reboot, the relationship that Batman and Superman have, Has still stayed the same, even from John Byron's book in '96, the Superman Man of Steel number three, where the whole them being best friends vibe and just this unbreakable friendship and just happiness that they have with one another, accepting that they're both different, but they're both for the greater good. They do have that, but still, Batman knows Superman's strength and still kind of questions it from time to time, and Superman knows that even though Batman is loyal, he still kind of, he withholds information and he's secretive because, I mean, that's just kind of the demeanor he gives off. He doesn't tell all his secrets to everybody. I mean, even Alfred, he may know all of Batman's secrets, but even then, he's just that type of character and that still stays the same even in comics now and even in the future comics that we'll see. And so thinking about all these different stories in the Superman Batman publication, in different Superman stories, even in Superman Sacrifice, which was in the mid 2000s, that book was another Batman and Superman fighting, but that's a Superman who didn't realize who he was fighting. He thought... He was fighting a bad guy because he was under this mind control, and he pummels Batman so much that it puts Batman into the hospital and which is another awesome well in that comic, he actually does have his mask off because it's yeah, just Superman there say. no, it's just Superman there, and so he knows who who Bruce is, so he can actually take off his cow, but I don't know if it was anyone else he would have his His whole outfit on the (laughs) hospital. He would be his whole outfit.
0: That was a great picture, by the way. I did get that. You did to me, of course. (laughs) Um,
1: But yeah, different stories show Superman's strengths and Batman's strengths, and also their weaknesses. I think in all of the different Batman Superman stories we've covered in these last three episodes. They can all be that you should all take all of those stories and all of the knowledge and all of the different techniques that each hero uses and all their strengths and weaknesses when you go and see the movie. I think you shouldn't just automatically say, oh, Superman is definitely going to be Batman because of this and this and that. Or you shouldn't say, oh, Batman is going to be Superman because of this and this and that, because they're both both have very good sides to argue. And, of course, a fan just going in that's not necessarily into comics or doesn't read comics will automatically say Superman will win because it's Superman. Right. But I think even anyone who doesn't, I mean, now, especially with all of the movies and TV and everything, I think everyone is almost just as familiar with Batman as they are Superman. But I think if you just ask a little kid who does, who, you know, they just don't know Superman, I right. think. Because it's Superman. It's kind of... I don't know. It's just that's it's the, the first it's hero. It's the first hero I think any child is ever really exposed to, unless they have parents. Like if I if I ever become a parent, they might know Batman first. But that's just because it's right. me. But well, I, I don't know if my
0: kids knew if they knew Superman yeah. first. But I get it. No, it's the ideal of everything, right? Superman. There's a reason why he was created first,
1: right? I mean, he was created first, and he became the superhero archetype, and it's i think it still remains that way all of these different heroes especially with the movies with the avengers and all the marvel movies and now with the upcoming dc movies kids i think will have will know a lot more different a lot more different heroes i mean even little kids that i've talked to when i've taught preschool in the past and things i mean they know all of these different heroes not just superman but it's because of the tv they watch right. and the movies So
0: So can you just real quick sum up the stories again that you told us? We started off with Superman, Batman.
1: Right. Uh,
0: and that can be found in graphic novel right. form. Right. That
1: can be found in trade paperbacks. I actually saw Public Enemies actually is here in Meltdown. It's a trade paperback. Each arc, I'm I'm pretty sure you can buy in a single trade paperback or you can buy it in volumes. I definitely recommend Matt Wagner's uh, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Trinity. That's the whole title. It's the first time you see the Trinity in the first meeting. It's a really great story. And you can pick up Lex Luthor, Man of Steel. That should be in a trade paperback. That's the Brian Azzarello book. And you can pick up Superman Sacrifice. That's an arc as well. That was a crossover between Action Comics and Superman Comics. And then going into New 52, you can pick up Jeff Johns' Justice League West Volume 1. That's the first arc. It's Origins in the comics. Or if you want to watch the movie, it's Justice League War. And you can pick up... The Batman Superman, which is I know it's collected now. There's Volume One, Volume Two.
0: That's the Jay Lee, right? Stuff.
1: That's the Jay Lee, and even the current, even Batman Endgame, which I know is in trade paperback now. That's a Justice League story too. It's not just, but if you want to see a Batman Superman fight, you can see that in mm-hmm. that story too. And if you like Doctor Pepper, and you right, want it, right. <laughs> or if you just go online, I'm sure you can find the prequel comments. It's just. Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice prequel. Yes. And those are five different issues, and they're short comics, but they'll give you a little bit of insight into what you'll be introduced to when you see the movie right. this weekend. they
0: expand the world a bit.
1: Yes, definitely. Give
0: you a little bit more background, a foundation, yes. so mm-hmm. you will actually probably enjoy the movie more right. after reading this.
1: And they're de- it's definitely not spoiler, because I know... People who follow the page and things like that, they are really scared about spoilers. And I know this past week, Um, there have been a lot of different spoilers that have been out on the internet on Instagram and Twitter. People have been taking pictures of people who saw the movie already early. They are putting pictures online of what happens and everyone is freaking out. And I understand because I've been waiting for this movie to come out. I don't even know how long. Exactly. So I wouldn't want any spoilers.
0: Right. Now, (laughs) real quick. Yes. Every movie has a comic book adaptation. Right. And usually that adaptation comes out a week or so before the movie. Yes. Have you heard of that actually happening and coming out?
1: I haven't. I know, I'm sure that it will come out, but so far, at least for comic book wise, the prequels are the closest thing we'll get. But I know what you mean. Usually yeah. a book will come out, but. I think, and what's interesting is I I was hoping that there would be some type of, like, reading lists like getting you ready for the movie that someone would do but i haven't really seen that you are that i know that's why i'm hoping when people listen this is it if you are looking for stories to read that either have batman and superman fighting or teaming up that are really great stories that really showcase both of these heroes abilities and the type of character they are and everything if you listen to these three Last three podcasts, hopefully you'll feel completely ready to see the movie this weekend. Right. And (laughs) if
0: anyone has any specific questions about any of the lists or any of the items that you have discussed, how can they get in touch with you?
1: You can always email me at historyofthebatman at gmail.com. If you have any comments about this episode or any requests about future episodes, I'm I'm always open. Um, You can also... reach out on Instagram, instagram.com slash history of the Batman on Twitter at twitter.com slash hist of the Batman on Facebook at uh, Facebook.com slash history of the Batman and on Tumblr history of the Batman dot Tumblr.com. But yes, if you have anything to say, I always want to hear from you guys, any feedback, anything you can always email at history of the Batman at gmail.com.
0: There you go. And, are you really where are you with the movie? I mean how how what what are you gonna do? What's your plan?
1: <laughs> My plan, I I definitely I, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm going to see it this weekend, probably Thursday night, seven o'clock showing. <laughs> Which then, theater? Um, I will probably I'm either going to go to the at the Howard Hughes Center there's like at the bridge there's a Cinemark there and they have a big IMAX screen or I may go to the Grove because they have an awesome IMAX screen Um, but and then yeah hopefully I'll see it even though this weekend is WonderCon which I will be at I'll be at this weekend I'm going to try Friday, Saturday, Sunday but I'll be sure to be there Saturday, Sunday but yeah there's going to be a lot of different um Batman creators that you want to meet. A lot of really great panels, especially DC Comics is having their rebirth panel, which is going to be Saturday morning. And they're also going to stream it live. So if you can't make it to WonderCon, you can check it out. I'm sure it's going to be on the DCcomics.com. It's going to be on DC Comics website. Um but yeah I'll be walking around going to panels hopefully updating you guys with any awesome DC Batman news that comes out in these panels. Um, but, yeah, if you can attend even a day, even if it goes Saturday or Sunday or Friday, you should go. Um, I've been going to WonderCon for last several years, and it's Man. always been awesome. Um, yeah, so that's that this weekend. Good. So, yeah, it's Batman vs. Superman and WonderCon this weekend. It's, it's wow. like the nerdiest weekend.
0: <laughs> that is nerdy. <laughs> yeah, and aren't awesome. you doing an art show?
1: I am. Um, it's actually, it's coming together so Fantastic. It's going to be May 7th and it's going to be at the Hive Gallery. It's in downtown Los Angeles. And there are going to be over a dozen artists involved. And yes, it's a history of the Batman art show. It's going to show through different... Yeah, art pieces, the history of Batman starting in 1939 all the way to today, showing Batman in popular culture. And it's a very intimate show in the gallery, but I have some amazing artists that are creating original pieces. And I have a few DC Comics Batman artists that are participating that are going to be graciously loaning original Batman works. So I'm very excited, and I'll have much more information, especially on Instagram and the website within the upcoming weeks, so watch out for that. But yes, if you are here in Los Angeles and May 7th is Civil War weekend, May 7th is also Free Comic Book Day, so If you, after you get your free comics, either at Meltdown or wherever your local comic book shop is that night, you can see, come to downtown Los Angeles, go to the Hive Gallery, and you can see my first art show. And I'm happy to say it's going to be the first of many over the course of a year. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm very excited. Yes, it's going to be through the whole month of May. So even if you can't come May 7th, you can come all the way until May 28th. You can come during Downtown LA Art Walk on May 12th. And, yeah, if you love Batman and you love seeing original amazing art, you should definitely come to the show. And I'll have much more information, like I said, within the upcoming weeks.
0: All right. Well, there you have it. All right. Well, let me just tell the listeners real quick about um, a wonderful thing that happens here at Melt Comics called Meltology. It's a monthly comics jam at Meltdown every third Tuesday of the month. You show up here at Meltdown at 7 p.m., draw a page of whatever you want. At 9.30 p.m., they collect the art and $3 for printing costs. And then when you come back the next month, all the art is put together in a zine with everyone's contributions inside. There is no set theme and all skill levels are welcome. Please come and check out Melthology. Also, Melthology's contributors get 10% off their Meltdown purchase. Thank you all for listening. My name is Adam, a.k.a. Wednesday's Finest, W-E-D-S Finest at twi- on Twitter. This show has been engineered and produced by Mason Booker and London.
1: Peace, love, and Batman.